0: The voice of reason the voice of alarm the voice of stats the voice of scouts the voice of kool-aid the voice of dismay the voice of davo wow talk about a frustrating one tonight as the royals are bad And all three main facets of the game tonight against Seattle in game two of three, offense, pitching, and defense. The Royals were bad in all three, losing seven to nothing at the hands of Mike Montgomery. More in particular, the left hand of Mike Montgomery. As we welcome you into another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation, it's Dave O, and it's still no reason to be overly let down. I mean, The Royals are 12 games over 500. They're playing phenomenal baseball this season, have not hit their stride yet, have overcome injuries, suspensions. No reason to be overly down about this one, but it does sting a little bit extra, doesn't it? With Mike Montgomery being the guy that throws his first big league shutout against you. And that's the second time in three games the Royals have had a very bad performance in all facets of the game. And we're going to talk about this game. We're going to preview it tomorrow. Let's start as we always do with our player of the game tonight. And who is it tonight? I mean, crickets. Literally, there's no player of the game tonight, is there? (laughs) I mean, who are the candidates? Uh, Luke Hochaver worked around two walks, a couple strikeouts to get out, and a scoreless six, but no, we're not going to give it to Luke because he did walk two hitters. Uh, Up and down the lineup, no extra base hits, no walks. So we'll give it to Alcides Escobar, his second of the year. That's why I give it to him, because he really should have four or five by now. He's been having great nights on certain nights where Royals pitchers have even better nights. Like last night, Escobar should have been our player of the game on 99 out of 100 nights with, what, three hits, couple RBIs, a couple runs last night. Uh, But Joe Blanton was just a no-doubt slam-dunk player of the game last night. So we'll give Esky the player of the game tonight because he deserves to have more than two. should have four or so right now. On the year, we've got a a clutter, by the way, at the top. Hosmer with five this year. Moose with five. Morales with five. Chris Young and Gorham with four. And you go down a further, a number of guys with three. And now I'll see Escobar his second player of the game award here on Clubhouse Conversation. But, yeah, nobody was really deserving tonight at all for the Royals. And let's start with offense versus Mike Montgomery. First major league shutout, 10 strikeouts, zero walks, no runs, four hits. Like I said, no extra base hits. And the thing tonight was, and I got a tweet, thank you, Katie, on Twitter asking me, Devo, is, is Mike Montgomery that good or were the Royals that bad tonight? I'll take the you know the typical cop-out answer that everyone will always say to that question, and that is a little bit of both, Katie. It's true, though. Mike Montgomery, I mean, you don't by accident strike out ten guys and throw a shutout, first of all. So give the kid a ton of credit. Take nothing away from him. He pitched a hell of a game, okay? With that said, the Royals had no reason to not have at least three runs on the board tonight. I mean, you load the bases in the first inning with a couple of hits and a hit by pitch by Lorenzo Cain there. Bases loaded. You have a strikeout from Eric Hosmer, who continues to swing at everything. It's almost like he's just going to swing no matter what the pitch is the last... Uh, It's been especially bad the last week. I mean, it's been kind of going off and on. His numbers are still not bad, obviously. Haas still having a pretty good year. I mean, very good year. Uh, but hes it's a little bit, I mean, we've seen this in the past, you know, the homerless drafts. He's had, what, one home run the last five weeks. The power is not there. He's swinging at everything right now. And he'll be fine. He'll fix it. But, I mean, you start with that strikeout in the first inning, and then Kendrys Morales for the second time in as many nights rolls into a twin killing to end an inning. Also had that mental blunder last night, of course, on the bases as well. So not a great series so far for Kendrys. He did have a hit in the ninth inning. That counts for something. Royals only had four of them, so Kedries did have a hit tonight. But, I mean, that first inning, you get the bases loaded, nobody out, and don't score against Mike Montgomery. And I went on record. I feel stupid after this game. I mean, I went on record last night here on Your Dish and on Twitter today saying that I thought the Royals would light him up today. I really did just had the feeling, a guy who's struggled at AAA the last couple of years off and on. I mean, yes, at one time was a slam dunk prospect, obviously, with the Royals and included in the Will Myers trade and a guy that still has a lot of upside, although not as much as he once had, obviously. His upside used to be as a number two starter, now probably a back of the end, you know, back of the rotation type guy. I just felt like between that, he's been pitching really well. The Royals having all the confidence in the world, beating Felix Hernandez. Maybe him trying to do a little bit too much against the Royals, being too amped up against their former team. I just It had the makings of a blowout Royals win to me, and I predicted it for the first time this year. I've never gone out on a limb and predicted a Royals win. A big win, I should say. <laughs> and we have four singles and no walks. So great job. Uh, you know, our f- uh, player of the game today, Alcides Escobar, I'll give myself the jackass of the game award. My goodness. How awful could I be at the ne- and breaking down this game before it started? But anyway, back on track here. Uh, not to put a, you know, because uh, I do call a lot of things right. I- I've been writing a lot of things this year, so I can't be too hard myself. But no adjustments were made by the Royals tonight. Were they? I mean, 10 strikeouts, yes, like I said, Montgomery, give them credit, like Katie asked, but also let's talk about how, why the Royals were so bad, and, and the first innings an illustration of that. The strikeout by Eric Hosmer, you know, swinging at two pitches that weren't even close. You saw Alex Gordon strikeout on another breaking ball low and away. I mean, on and on, there were five different strikeouts of the 10 that were on balls down, secondary pitches out of the strike zone, and the Royals swung at bad pitches all night and got themselves out. All night. Never made the adjustment. Even Lorenzo Kane, same thing in the ninth inning. Same pitch all night. Breaking ball, secondary pitch down. Change up down. Out of the zone. Swings and misses, strikes out. It's like they just never made an adjustment all night. Ever. See, so you get the bases loaded. Don't score on the first. You have to at least get two runs there, realistically. In the first inning with your four, five, six hitters coming up, bases loaded, nobody out. Minimum of one. But realistically, you got to get two there. Second inning, you get first and second, nobody out, and then have three strikeouts in a row on the same freaking pitch. You see Infante hacking away, Escobar, same thing, hack hack, hack. Just like we saw so much of last year. And the hacking has always been there with this team. They don't strike out much typically. They put the ball in play to make things happen. They normally do make contact, they don't, but, but they you know, they don't, they don't walk. We talk about that a lot, but they normally, the hacking has been better controlled this year. The approach has certainly been better, and that's maturity from the Royals. That's a credit to Dale Swam, head coach, and up and down the organization, Ned, Dayton, and the players themselves, but uh, there has been the last Ever since that Yankee series at New York, the last few weeks, last month, there have been stretches where the Royals have been pretty ugly offensively. And we saw it again tonight. Just lethargic effort from the offense. So we're going to leave it at that. We're not going to sit here and harp on it. We're going to tip our cap to Mike Montgomery. Good kid. Congratulations to him. You know, these nights happen. It just sucks that the Royals have had you know nights like this in two of the last three. And it's a slap in the face a little bit that it was against Mike Montgomery. But at the end of the day, guys, I mean, we got James Shields and Wade Davis in that trade. You know, Will Myers is, is, yeah, rookie of the year. Yeah, he's been good. Has not been a superstar, as many theory would be. He's hurt again. I mean, the guy will still have a good major league career. He's never going to be a star. So, I mean... The Royals, I mean, it may end up being called the Wade Davis trade by the time things are said and done. You got Shields and Davis, so this one stings a little bit less. Think back to the World Series. Think back to the the fact the Royals are now 40 and 28, still 12 over 500. And and it stings a little, you know, the sting will go away. Turn the page. It's a rubber game tomorrow for the Royals. Before we break that down, though, you know, pitching and defense were bad tonight, too. Defensively, first time ever it was like seeing haley's comet alex gordon a misplay in the outfield no like we've never seen that like it, it never happens but it happened in the bottom of the fourth on that single by dustin ackley misplayed it just enough a half second hesitation Came in, it had the ball hit him in the glove, was inside his glove on the sliding attempt. I don't ever remember Alex not making that catch on a slide-in like that. Whatever, it's still a base hit. That's The important thing was they didn't call it an error, which it definitely was not an error. That's a solid hit. But with as good as Alex is, I'm sure he would tell you he should have made the play, and he makes that play, I would say, 98 out of 100 times coming in on that play off the bat of Ackley, who then victimized later Jeremy Guthrie with the home run off the top of the fence. So, I mean, Ackley hurt the Royals there a little bit tonight. But Omar Infante... I'll get on him a little bit more. I'm not going to get on Alex at all. I mean, gosh. I mean, Alex makes every play and then some out there. I mean, honestly, I can't remember the last true misplay Alex had out there. When was it? Was it this year? I don't think so. Alex is phenomenal. Best defensive left fielder. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go with what Denny Matthews says. Denny says the best he's ever seen out there. I will let that man, you know, his voice and opinion be over mine, and I'll agree with him. I mean, I agree with him anyways, but that tells you all you need to know about Alex. But Omar Infante, it was a lack of effort that got to me in the bottom of the fifth. The base hit by Seth Smith, that was the fourth run for uh, the Mariners. that led to the three-run inning ultimately is the home run, like I said, by Ackley came right after that. But a play that has to be made, Omar. And Omar's been good defensively this year. He has. We've been talking about that all year, how he's better defensively than Cologne by probably 20 to 25%. It's tough to measure that, but no doubt better than Cologne, especially with Omar's elbow and arm looking much better than anyone expected this year. So he's been good this year defensively, which is good because he's not been good offensively. I mean, the defense has not been good enough to offset the offense. I'm not saying that, but I mean, show some effort. Maybe if it's seven nothing, I'm not going to get on him for not diving. Or the guy bends over another inch. I mean, the ball was even with his glove. He just didn't get down. I mean, maybe his back is stiff. I mean, we don't know all the, all the things here, so we're not going to be too critical. I mean, we, we've known that Omar's played through, you know, back stiffness before in the past, so that could be what it is. But just was not a good play there defensively. And then, of course, pitching-wise, Jeremy Guthrie, I, I feel bad for the guy because, honestly, he's not been near as bad as his ERA looks this year. 5.90. Hey, Jeremy's been a lot better than that this year. You take, I mean, you, I understand you can't just take out starts, but, you know, and if you take out the negative starts, you also have to take out the positive starts, you know, the real good starts, so maybe it does even out. Around five somewhere, but it shouldn't be 5-9-0. Guthrie for the most part is given the Royals good start. looking at it that way. For the most part. It was really good in the first three. I mean, pitching very effectively inside. I loved how many handles he got in on. Got some K's, missed the, you know, got got you know missed the barrels tonight in the first three innings. Looked really good. He really did. And then it just fell apart like it, it so often does for Guthrie this year. In the past it was more so he was an expert at damage control. And he's done that too this year. There's been plenty of times. I remember, for example, I believe it was against, was it the Reds tonight that he had the bases loaded in the first inning and got out of it? I mean, there's been different times this year where Jeremy has been what he's always been, an innings eater and a guy who can do a great job of damage control. But not tonight. and, and you know, Not, not a Yankee stadium. There's been a few games this year where Jeremy typically, it, it just like it falls apart in a hurry. And I guess the ball just flattens out and stays over the middle of the plate and he Gets hit hard. You know, Guthrie went in, you know, from working inside on in the hands and moving the ball around and missing barrels, to so just centering everything over the middle of the plate, in Seattle made him pay tonight. So, Jeremy, five innings, six runs on nine hits, three Ks, a couple of walks, just fell apart around the 60 pitch mark tonight. Now, Luke Hochaver came in, and I thought showed tonight, you know, and I got a tweet asking about him tonight as well, from Jessica. Love hearing from the ladies tonight, by the way. And, and she says, Ho-Chaver, why is he so bad? You know, what's going on with him? He's not that bad. I mean, he's, he's coming off Tommy John surgery. I, I spoke with Dusty Hughes this morning, a guy who also had Tommy John surgery, and I encourage you to check out that interview here on Clubhouse Conversation. Dusty said, yeah, you can come back from Tommy John surgery in a year. You're back on the mound, but that doesn't mean your stuff's completely back. It doesn't mean your feel's completely back. It doesn't all come back for like a year and a half. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Luke will be at that year and a half mark here around September. I think the Royals sticking with him, and he hasn't blew any games this year for him. They're pitching him in good situations. I mean, you can easily pitch Luke Aver while he works through these things. And he did after a couple of leadoff walks there, had a couple of Ks, and got out of the score of the sixth inning. That was good to see by Luke. It was an encouraging outing. His stuff is still there. The split's still filthy. The stuff is great. So, Luke, the patience is going to pay off that the Royals brass and— people who really understand the the you know the struggle with Tommy John, the patience that you know people are showing like that is going to pay off. I really believe that. I think Luke will be an integral part of this bullpen down the stretch and in the next year as he signed as well. So please don't give up on Hochaver, whatever you do. The guys' numbers are bad right now. They're inflated by a misplay by Rios one game that cost him two runs and a triple that should have been an error. Or, I mean, it should have been an out, if not an error. I mean, you go back to a couple of things. There's been a couple of home runs in the, what, 12 innings he's thrown this year that kind of, uh, you know, it's some bad luck, definitely, and, and, and then Tommy John's the other factor. I'm not worried about Hoach. His stuff is still there. So I did want to give him a little props tonight for his outing. Michael Marriott, good to see him back up here as well And mop-up duty. He was pretty good, one run and two innings. Not sure if we'll see him again this year. I was surprised to see him up here. Obviously, they had to bring him up with Aaron Brooks being uh, three and a third innings on Sunday. And probably a good thing the Royals brought him up. They'll send him down with Danny Duffy being activated tomorrow. And let's get to tomorrow. The last thing tonight, we'll preview tomorrow. Danny Duffy two and three with a five eight seven against Roenis Elias, who is four and four with a three five six. Elias is coming off a start where he allowed just two runs in seven innings and struck out ten Astros. Who the Royals will see uh, at the back end of this road trip, the last three games. Last year against Casey the lefty hit a 309 the Royals got him good out there at Safeco field Alcides Mr. Escobar did hit a grand slam against him last year as well. Danny Duffy making his first starts is May 16th couple of starts against Seattle 186. Again what will we get from Duffy? Not totally sure. I tend to believe Danny Duffy is about to turn things around. And just something, I feel like he's going to pull a Zach Grinke or a Jeremy Affelt where things just click. And for Affelt, it was in the bullpen back in the day. If you think back to the 03 season, it was 03, 02, 03 right? Where he really turned it around in the bullpen. And Duffy's not in the bullpen. I'm just saying, like, I just feel like it's going to be something's going to click for him. Like, it, I, the stuff is there, the mentality is there, the head is there, everything is there for Duffy. Everything for him to be a very, very, very good major league pitcher as he was last year. No doubt one of the top six or seven lefty starters in the game last year. And he'll get back there. I do think so. So, I, you know, before he was put in the DL, I kept predicting good starts for him. And, and we now know that he was hurt during that. I just feel like it's going to click for him soon. It will. I guess a team that has been struggling throughout the year offensively and a team that scored a lot tonight, what happens to teams that score a lot usually? The next night they don't score, it seems like. There's no stat to back that up. It's probably false. That's probably not just BS. It's probably some old adage that I and other baseball people make up. But it seems like, doesn't it? More times than not, somebody has a big offensive night and they struggle the next day. Again, that's probably not true, but it just seems like it more good analysis tonight on Clubhouse Conversation. My great prediction of the game today and then that, right? Well, <laughs> I don't know what'll happen. I, I like the Royals tomorrow. I'm, I'm just going to stick by my Danny Duffy prediction. You know, I, it, It's coming, guys. It is. Something's going to click here soon. It's going to happen and I think Duffy is going to be a huge part of this rotation the remainder of the season and a big reason that the Royals break their drought of 30 years since they've won a division crown back in 1985. So that's it tonight here. A little bit lengthier of a dish than I expected, but a lot to talk about. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back again tomorrow. And make sure you check out the interview I had with Dusty Hughes today as well here on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a great night. Take care and go Royals.